Welcome to the Sally O'Neill podcast, where I break down clinical nutrition into bite-sized digestible pieces so you can focus on all the stuff that actually matters and not on the stuff that doesn't. Before we dive in, I've got a big favor to ask. Firstly, please take one action from the chat today and actually put something you've listened to into place. It means the absolute world if you can actually reassess what you're doing, take a really beautiful gem of information and implement it at home. That's why you're here. And I really want you to take some notes as we go along. And secondly, to get this podcast out to other episodes and to other people, it would be incredible if you could share it with a mate and leave me a five-star review, If obviously, if you think it's awesome, on Spotify or Apple, because it really helps me get the word out to more people and we can just get more people off the yo-yo dieting bandwagon. So... Before we go any further, I've got my very first guest on today. I'm so excited because I actually feel like I've been on a bit of a journey with this incredible woman. And interestingly, um, Tanya, who I'm about to introduce, actually works as, I'm going to say therapist, but works in the um, kind of help, help space for women. Uh, but she also came to me as a client wanting some um, assistance with her diet as a VIP one-on-one -on -one client with me. So we went on this journey and I thought it would be really helpful for you guys to hear firsthand from someone who's actually experienced the one-on-one -on -one coaching to just get a bit of an understanding of how it works and the potential benefits and downfalls of having a one-on-one -on -one coach and any key takeaways that Tanya got because she actually got very, very outstanding results. Without further ado, Tanya, my darling, would you kindly introduce yourself, give us a bit of an overview of who you are, what you do, and then I'm going to fire some questions. Up. Thanks, Sally. It's so nice to be here and I feel so privileged to be sitting on this call and being able to, I guess, explain to you just how amazing your coaching program is and I want everyone oh. to hear that first and foremost. Look, I'm a, I'm a hypnotherapist for women, so I work in Melbourne. I'm usually online. Sometimes I do do in-person uh, sessions, but I help women reduce stress, shift blocks, um, unlock their inner strength, you know, navigating all the intricacies of, you know, business, motherhood perhaps, fertility for some. I really help with the nervous system and the subconscious mind. So I love what I do and it's something that I'm very passionate about. And actually it was such an interesting way that I came about becoming a hypnotherapist because my in my past life, and I say that because it's BC before kids, um, <laughs> before children, um, I was a primary school teacher um, and I did that for over a decade and then I had oh. my, my babies but we did struggle with infertility and I used hypnotherapy to help me um, become pregnant and stay pregnant and have um, good pregnancies so that's how I actually found hypnotherapy and ended up studying while I was pregnant with my second so that's oh. a little bit of a background so I'm really passionate about helping women at all stages of life really to really um, help themselves understand how powerful their mind is, you know, to really, in, I guess it's that that natural connection that you can have with yourself. And so I'm, I'm really passionate about that. And having my two boys, my beautiful husband and our life in Melbourne, um, I'm all about making the best out of our life because I do feel as though we're not here for a long time. So absolutely. You know. So make it a good time. <laughs> totally. Exactly. I love that. And um, that's a really beautiful backstory. I actually didn't know that about how mm. you got into hypnotherapy. And mm. interestingly, I'm as a science 
I want to say scientist, I'm not, but first and foremost, always reach for scientific references. And, uh, you know, I want to see all the resources and research and clinical evidence that we've got to back up any kind of therapy before I dive headfirst into it. That's just how I work. It's how my brain likes to process things. And obviously being a nutritionist, it's of utmost importance that all my information is like spot on and current. But interestingly, I think, and I just want to point this out, I used to think, and, and I think other people have this expectation about hypnotherapy, that mm-hmm. it's a little bit woo-woo. And Absolutely. <laughs> what I found really interesting was when I worked for the National Health Service in the UK, I, was, I worked at the NHS for about five years before I came to Australia. Mm. And they don't, um, there's certain things that they obviously will not support from a government financial perspective, because the NHS, just like Medicare, is supported by the government and it subsidizes everything, but we have everything free. Yeah. And they we never used to get like um, chiropractic. We couldn't get osteo because it was all seen as woo woo. Right. There was Mm. no clinical evidence. But hypnotherapy specifically for pain and for IBS. IBS, I was going to say. Mm-hmm. were funded by the NHS because yeah. the clinical evidence is so strong. So, strong. so I, yeah. I found that really fascinating that it's not, it's actually got so much clinical evidence to prove that it is effective and it is used by clinicians in um, primary and secondary care to 100%. deliver effective benefits. So I love that you work in that space and it mm. can feel really precious for women to have that like spiritual moment of connection with you as a practitioner but also to actually have something that's incredibly clinically effective so I love that you use it for um for something very clinical like being able to get pregnant and stay pregnant as you said so that's so um fascinating love that story (laughs) um so and you're a mom of two obviously two boys in in Melbourne so very busy very can you tell me kind of how you came to reach out to me for coaching and why I guess one of the main questions is why you felt like you didn't want to continue doing it alone my biggest thing was actually it was physical pain that I was having with the type of exercise that I was doing and also the feeling of not having enough energy so it was it was two things I was having all this joint pain where I literally after running I would wake up the next morning and feel like a 90 year old woman <laughs> and so frail. I felt frail. I didn't feel strong. And I, I guess grew up with, you know, I guess in the, in the, just where I was and, and in that time in my life, I it was very much about cardio, running, doing hit classes, uh, doing pump classes. And it's, it was all very cardio based, but I didn't stop. I just kind of kept going that way. And when I came across to you, I was like, I really like the idea of, of lifting weights, but I don't want to bulk. And this was the thing that you kept, you know, reminding everyone on, you know, your page that you don't have to be big and bulky and look like a man if you, you know, do, if you in, introduce strength training. And I was really interested in that. And then the more I move into, you know, my later years of, because um, <laughs> I'm turning 40 this year, um, you know, Kerry. Thank you. Well, perimenopause is kind of like, you know, I'm flagging it. And it, mm. even though I'm not there yet, I'm the kind of person who 
wants to be prepared for things in my life to support my body best. And really that's where it came from. I was feeling frail. I was feeling sore and I'm thinking, this is not working for me anymore. I shouldn't be waking up feeling like this. And so in my twenties and early thirties, it was fine. I, I was fine. I'd bounce out of bed. I had more energy. I was fit and toned, but I don't know in my late thirties, it all changed. And perhaps it's post babies. I had two babies and um, you know, putting on 25 kilos with both pregnancies, that was a lot of weight I had to lose. So, you know, a lot of changes um, mm. a woman goes through when she goes through two pregnancies. And then on the other side of it, I didn't feel like Pilates was really helping me as much as I wished. And I was just kind of looking at what's the best way to eat and to move moving into my 40s. That's honestly mm what I want to, because I'm not the kind of person that wants to be like hijacked and like, oh, you know, all of a sudden my body's doing stuff and I'm not prepared for it. So I've been reading and I was listening to your podcast and I'm like, I really need to take this seriously if I want to move through menopause in the future um, with ease and be supporting my body and, you know, getting all those you know, proper macro, you know, you taught me all about macros, something that I didn't really focus on because I was always focusing and I'm not sure about you, but micronutrients is such a big trend now, like all mm. everyone taking all these supplements and it's like, how many supplements can you take and should you take? <laughs> and you were like, you literally busted that out of, you know, you just transformed the way I thought things you know, saw all of this and how I approached it. And so I focused so much more on the macros now because it gave me all the mi- a lot of the micronutrients that I knew. I know not all of them, but that really helped. And so I wanted to jump on because I didn't want to do it alone. I'm a busy mum of two and, you know, being someone who cares for little people um, and a family, I wanted someone to care for me for a while and care about my desire to prepare my my body um, and I guess it's also a mindset um, and feeling worthy enough that I deserve to put myself first yeah and which I just want to jump onto something before I ask you the next question because I, I I want to try and offer a little bit of advice on the stuff that you just said so when you were saying you came to me and you were doing lots of cardio because I remember having this conversation mm. and I was like I'm gonna have a tough time with Tanya trying to get her <laughs> and god bless you like I completely have so much empathy over this you're not the only woman who's come to me and said I'm doing all this cardio and I'm not losing weight or I'm Mm. doing all the right things with my diet and I'm not losing weight stuff's changed my body's not responding in the way that it used to and I love to tell people this because it's kind of mind-blowing and it just gives you some reassurance that it's not you that's messing up your body has changed so we're not prepared most of us aren't actually educated and prepared to understand how our bodies change Um, in response to exercise over the years and me being 37 now I've noticed a huge difference from what I used to be able to do when I was 20 to what I do now and the way that has changed and the reason why is because when we do exercise that elevates cortisol and adrenaline as we age our bodies deal with those hormones less effectively which means that we have more cortisol and stuff flying around in our bloodstream that used to get processed quickly out of the liver. And it's not doing that anymore. Your body with age changes the rate at which you can process and deal with the levels of cortisol. And so when you were doing your hit and you run in and whatever at 20, sure, your body dealt with it incredibly well. When you hit, you know, late thirties, early forties, it's a different story. So 
it's frustrating for people to get their head around. It's like, well, I'm just doing what I used to do and it used to work. And why is my body not responding in the way that it did? But there's a biological reason. It's not something wrong with you. It's how all bodies work. So trying to get you to shift the mindset, but also just the approach was um, my job, right? Was the reason why you have a coach? Because you could highlight stuff and say, you know, don't just keep doing the same stuff that you're doing and expect a different outcome. We, we need to change. And another big point, just quickly, is that when you head into menopause, perimenopause, we're losing estrogen and estrogen mm-hmm. helps us build muscle. So we've yeah. got this window now that we need to grab to build as much muscle as possible because as soon as we hit menopause, muscle declines and muscle helps us burn energy in the day at rest. So we want to be able to build as much muscle mass now before we lose the ability to build it effectively. So that's why I was like, let's get doing some strength. Let's pull back on the cardio and you're going to see much better results. And we got there, right? Which is amazing. (laughs) We definitely got there. Oh, we got there. Uh, I'm going to share I'm going to share the before and afters I've been hanging on to it because I'm just like this woman is incredible and I'm dying to post it but I really wanted to save it for when we did our pod episode so I will share that on Instagram real soon but can you just going back to what you just said about um, being a busy mom and you know you were taking a moment to take care of yourself by almost outsourcing it to me can you give me a bit of an overview of um, how you found choosing to fill your cup up first so and and how that impacted your family because I do find a lot of women come to me and say I haven't prioritized myself for the last 5 10 15 years because of their family but you chose to do something a bit different so just walk us through what that looked like and how it's impacted you yeah well I mean I just know from you know after becoming a mum how important it was to look after myself first it's it's the same thing when you go on an airplane they say you've got to put that you know um the safety thing on first on yourself first before you can put it on your kid and it's so true and i i learned that gradually through motherhood but it you know now my kids are at school and i thought wow i actually really should be prioritizing not working at so much more that you know filling that cup up but what about the one about my mind and my body? And, you know, I want to be that fit, strong mom that can keep up with my kids and that we do things when they're teenagers as well. I don't want to be frail and I don't want to feel like I always felt really um, after the kids, like quite soft and not strong. And I just think it's, it's also asking yourself, why are you standing in your own way? And I had to do that inner work before I could even start with you. And perhaps there's a bit of a tall poppy syndrome out there like, oh, how dare I, you know, do something for myself? You know, you're a mum now, like the kids come first. And there's such, you know, kind of blase kind of, you know, throwaway comments. But my, I do matter. And I know that when I'm at my best, I'm the best mum, the best wife. And there's that filters through and has that domino effect in mm. our whole family. And it, then it extends to my, my business and my clients because the more clear-headed and energised and strong and happy and confident I am, man, I show up differently. <laughs> and yeah. my family knows it and sees it. And I want to be a role model for my children, you know, them seeing me um, I mean, I've always exercised in front of them, but, you know, lifting weights. And then this now has 
gone on to my husband. He's now doing it, which I never thought in a million years he'd be doing. He's wow. on his own journey now, which I didn't even get to tell you, Sal. But um, you that's inspired what him. I and love that's what that. happened because then we become an inspiration to other people. And it's we can't, you know, go and save everyone. But when we're inspirational, we have again, it's that that snowball effect it's that domino effect you can't help but then people go oh you know guess what I've started at the gym or something and I'm like oh wow that's amazing so just it's honestly it's giving it's almost giving permission um Mm -hmm. to you know oh I'm allowed to do this this is okay like I'm worthy of this and that to me is very it's all very much subconscious programming going back to I guess um the subconscious mind which is literally not between 95 and 90 eight percent of who we are which is crazy to think that we are only operating with between two to five percent in the conscious mind which means that everything that we feel and believe about ourselves is stored in our past Mm. and the way you know and it's it's such an interesting thing like why wouldn't you prioritize yourself did you you know why aren't you worthy of having of hitting your goals or feeling healthier or prioritizing yourself you know, where mm. is that self-sabotage coming from? And I had to look at that myself before we started. Um, and, and can I ask when I did what, change? I was going to say, yeah, well, I was going to say, can I, if I can jump in there, is, can you say without sharing too much personal information what you found the answer to that to be? Because I think so many women experience the same thing where they self-sabotage. Now I have clients now, like a couple already come to mind, who I'm working closely with at the moment and they who are also on the VIP program, but mm. they have it very at the very early stages, but they're having these moments of like, I've done really well for two or three weeks. And so now I'm going to treat myself. And then it's like all hell breaks loose because they mm. start, you know, yeah. down a path and then they berate themselves because, mm. Oh, I had the cookie or I had the so-and-so. And so now it's all ruined and then they just spiral. So it's like, how do we, and part of my job as a coach is to teach people that actually I want you to, and I guide you through being okay with those moments. And in actual fact, that's part of the plan Mm. so that they can dust it off and come straight back to doing the things that would make them feel good. But are you, did you specify or find out what was kind of the, like the driver behind, like, why am I not putting myself first? And what did you recognize as your like self-sabotaging behaviors? Yeah, well, I think I already kind of said it. Um, It's really that tall poppy syndrome. I grew up uh, dancing for Mm. the majority of my life um, and always compared to other people and being in leotards and things like that. I loved the world of dance. It was, it was beautiful. I loved it. But Um, I was also around lots of people who were jealous of my body um, Mm. because I didn't have to try hard because you're just naturally thin and because this, 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 that and the kind of comments. And so I, you know, would always feel a little bit because I was always being put up into because I was very tall. So I could also dance with the older girls because I was not only good enough but I was tall enough. But they tried to peg me down. And so or when I um, was doing my own self-hypnosis and asking why don't I want to refine my body and and put this energy in and and actually do this for myself and get to that. Now, I know I went from a size 9 to a size 8, but that's, you know, that was really important to me and that's what I wanted to to feel really comfortable in my skin. 
and it, it it was all that that came up the the negative words and the shaming like like making me feel bad for basically who I was because I had a jealousy and so then I didn't I wanted to be in the back row and I'd ask to be put at the back or on the side because I didn't want to stand out and how dare I stand out in the crowd? And it was it was that. It was like a it was like a kick to the ego. And it's like you can't shine and you can't be the best version of yourself. And once I saw that, I'm like, well, that's not right. That's not okay. Yeah. That's not okay to feel that way. And now I have actually worked with lots of women um, on you know weight, uh, body image, and a lot of things that come up is is all from a lot in in their with their parents or in their households and like eating behaviors like what how you saw your parents eat or their conversations about body or when they were shopping with their mom and, and looking in the mirror and those kind of things I didn't have that mm. I had this so everyone has something their relationship to their body um, and their relationship to food um, it can be very complex but it's all fraught. sitting there <laughs> yeah it's all sitting there in our subconscious from our mm. childhood if you're willing to go there, it really can help you understand and go, well, that was me then now, but I don't actually have to feel about, feel, you know, negative about myself or wanting to to do more or change that that's okay now. Like I'm a different person, you know, I have mm. grown, I have evolved. And like us women, we have like so many different identities. We, we go through so much change in our life, especially if you do add on children to that. Um, mm, sure. I find you do, you, yeah. So I think for me, that's, that's what came up. Yeah. Beautiful. It's it, just on that topic. I've read two incredible books that have helped me just cause I like to give resources out to people. So if you mm. do want to write, if anybody wants to write anything down, these are two, um, key resources that I think will help if you struggle with self-sabotage and um, and just being mean to yourself, generally speaking. One book is by a lady, an old friend of mine, actually, Melissa Ambrosini, who has a book from many years ago now called Mastering Your Mean Girl. And it's all about self-conversations and like how you talk to yourself, how you perceive yourself. And often we can be really mean to ourselves. You'll know mm. that. You must hear those narratives when you see clients. But um it's a really beautiful way of the book is just a really great way of understanding and noticing why and how you speak to yourself and changing the narrative. So you actually have a much more positive experience inside your brain with yourself, <laughs> which is a really a beautiful thing that you can get out of a book, honestly, for the sake of like spending four hours reading it, it is a hundred percent worth it. So mastering your mean girl, Melissa Ambrosini. The second one, I don't know if you've read this Tanya is, um, the Mountain is You. Yes, yes. You have read it. Okay, yes. by Brianna West. So yes. um, incredible book, again, all about self-sabotage. So there's nothing, I have to say, there's nothing in that book that I thought was like, wow, this is completely new information. But she frames it so beautifully as she to does. why mm. we self-sabotage, what the reasons are behind it. And it, again, it can just have, it just gives you that moment of reflection of like, yeah, actually I do do this around food or around gambling or exercise or whatever. You like will self-negotiate and say, I'll do that tomorrow. Or I can have mm. this cookie because it doesn't matter in the big scheme of things, which is what a lot of people will do, right? And then we end up going down a path that perpetuates those behaviors. So it's what, a really what I love great way to- about that book was mm. that she wants you to take responsibility for mm. your mind, for your choices, for your life, and to not sit in that victimhood, which is really what 
I think is the hero part of that book. Yeah. And again, coming back to mm. coaching, and this is why I mm. would potentially see a hypnotherapist or like I, I also have a nutrition coach, which is wild because I feel like I know a lot about nutrition. Like, of course, I'm not going to know every single <laughs> thing. And I don't specialize in like, um, you know, prenatal, for example, there's certain areas I don't go near because it's not my area of expertise. However, I still want somebody who is more intelligent than me or has a specific niche knowledge to guide me and to hold me accountable and someone that I trust and that I think understands my living situation more than I do, right? So then you can basically export your brain and go, you know what, you sort this out for me because I trust you. Just like we were saying before, yeah. you hire a, a cleaner. Of course you know how to clean, but they're probably going to do a slightly better job and you mm. get, you're buying your time back and you don't have to spend time thinking about it. So yeah. that's gold for any busy woman. And that's why I think having a coach or having a hypnotherapist or whatever, it just sometimes shines a light on, even though you know you're doing certain behaviors or habits that aren't serving you you can't always get out of that on your own without having somebody hold you accountable or point it out and come up with a different way of doing things and I think that's why having a coach is so valuable in my opinion and that's why I yeah. have one absolutely and I think also because you tailor it it's not cookie cutter it's you it's personally tailored and every Monday I'd like open up my email I'm like oh my new program is there. Like I'd get so excited and jittery because I'd be like, this has been done for me and I can now follow this and know that I'm going to succeed because I have someone in my corner who is my cheerleader. And I can't tell you how, you know, running your own business on your own after, you know, also looking after all the kids, having someone just in the background going, hey, Tan, like your goals matter and you can keep going and here are all the things that you can do. Like, I can I can't even put a price on that. It's invaluable and it means so much. And like I said, it's like you always feel like a carer when you're a mum. You're always caring for others and even the pets. And there's so many things and my clients as well, which I of course adore. But it's that whole idea of someone going, Hey Tan, I'm caring for you and I care about your needs and your your goals and we're gonna do this together because it can be feel very lonely motherhood even running a business um it's it can feel really lonely and I just for eight weeks it was only eight weeks because I started in mid-October last year I can't believe it was only eight weeks I know and I got but that's the thing I got my results in six weeks um I know blew my mind and then I was like um (laughs) a star student so coming coming back to that and I want to just because I think you're an incredible woman and you did you literally are perfect student because anything I gave to you, you just executed, which I thought was fascinating because it's not always the case. So I will say that. However, yeah. um, you obviously a really driven woman. What when I say like it, specific achievements or changes or milestones that you got out of our coaching, what kind of really stands out from doing the BIP program for you? I mean, definitely the size change was just amazing because everything in my wardrobe just fits that little bit and like I said online shopping can be a just so hard for me when you're a, I'm a size nine I was sorry I was a size nine so <laughs> I didn't kind of fit in between like I was in between an eight and a ten and sizing can be so tricky it was when my hips are an extra small my boobs are a large and my waist was in between a small and a medium and it was almost impossible to figure out the right size and literally chaos 
It was like, this is just not okay. And and plus, I haven't seen my abs in 15 years. That would be nice to actually see the work that I'm doing, actually put like on the outside, but cinching my waist and making me, you know, I guess reclaiming my body after two kids was such an achievement. And I, I am really proud of myself. You know, I guess I do. You're an inspiration, because- darling. You are. You are an inspiration <laughs> to women out there. Because remember, mm. and, and I'm not saying that this is achievable for everybody because I, I don't know. I'm not saying it isn't, but I don't know that everybody potentially wants abs or has that as a goal because some people have got a different starting line to you for sure. Mm. But But my goal was really about not feeling pain when I was working out and transitioning to strength training. So that to me is probably the biggest milestone was that I'd have no pain in my joints. I have never been stronger and I'm not bulky. I'm toned. I mean, I do have a six pack and I, I mean, I don't yeah, show you it do. to anyone, but I'm, I'm like, so oh my proud. God, I'm like so it's proud. incredible. But everything like four centimeters off my waist, five centimeters off my hips, even though I really do actually need bigger <laughs> hips to fit into jeans. But anyway, um, and just like the toned arms and, and legs that came with it. Um, I look forward to training like the strength training especially the app the app is like my savior I love it I just go I I just work through it and I do it at home Sal and that's what I love because I work from my desk upstairs in my in my house drop the kids off I come back and I've got I can do it in you know my home gym and I I just love that I don't need to go to the gym and you know, I'm not wanting to bulk or do anything like that. So the home stuff is enough, but it made it, it, it's changed everything. And being mm. able to have my Nordic track, um, it gives me no excuses to not be able to get my steps up. So I've made really good lifestyle choices um, since working with you, just drinking more water, meal prepping, uh, getting my steps up. And now like I make sure I hit those goals because I know that they maintain everything that we work so hard for. And I can tell you what we finished in what early December Mm. and now we're talking in early to almost mid-February and I've maintained everything. So good. See, this is what lights me up because my Mm. I always say this to clients and my business manager thinks that it's like the worst business pitch ever but my goal (laughs) is always to say I want you to find me as quickly as possible because I want to have done my job and empowered you with the knowledge and the tools and the habits that you need to continue without me and my goal is not to keep you forever and a day Mm. I don't feel like that's a useful purpose of having a nutritionist that's not to say that I'm not here if you ever want to message me or you know you've got a like hey just a quick question I'm always here on Instagram yeah. and that goes to every listener as well. Like if there's See, we have the same value because that's how I like to work with my clients. I'm like, I don't want to be your hypnotherapist forever. I want Absolutely. you to get to a point where you know the tools that you can use to help yourself. What is that internal dialogue that you need to you know, change and work on? And my clients, they still stay in contact with me, but they don't need me. And yeah. that's and why that's, I love that's that stunning. too. It's like you can impart the knowledge that you've learned that cost you probably upwards of $40,000 and beyond. (laughs) And you can make it, you can deliver it in a succinct and simple format for somebody Mm -hmm. who needs to learn from you and implement it in their daily life. And you can deliver it and then they can be on the way and just feel supported, which is ace. And I love that you do that in your business too. Yeah, we have Um, similar values. But you've, but you've, I think one of the things that helps most ladies in coaching is that, Rather than trying to do it on your own and you're like, this is a chore, 
we try and gamify it a little bit. So it's like, this is your tick list for the week. This is what I want you mm. to do. If you get 80% of it done, you've done ev- like you've done more than enough. That's perfect. So my rule is always 80-20. So like 80% of the time, I want you to stick to the program. If you fall off 20% of the time, I don't care, right? Like you're doing a good job. That's the best I can ask. So trying to gamify or like make it fun rather than, oh my God, I've got to do this bloody walk this afternoon. And I've mm. got it. Most people, because they haven't got somebody breathing, I shouldn't say breathing down the neck, because they haven't, they've got, <laughs> haven't got someone holding them accountable or to, you know, being like, their cheerleader. Asking You're them. The cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> being a cheerleader. You I need like pom poms. <laughs> they would suit you. I would love that. I honestly, I, know. I, get on, I get on calls on a Monday and I'm like, come on, girls, give me the update. I'm so excited. I need to calm down. Um, but actually, what I've, I have noticed, and like not everybody's in a financial position to do one-on-one coaching, because it takes me a lot of time and energy to personalize everything. And I do like check in during the week as well. It's not always just like on a Monday. That's the only time you've got with me. Like if somebody reaches out during the week, I'm there and I'm very present and I try and give everybody my attention. So it's not something that I can charge nothing for. However, um, and I, I need to get, I should get you onto this just for, just for funsies, Tan. Um, <laughs> there's a challenge that I'm about to launch that's to help people who don't have the funds to be able to come in on one-on-one, but mm. teaches the same principles in a much more succinct format. And then we just, we're all in a, um, a WhatsApp group together supporting one I another. I love the WhatsApp group, by the way. Yeah. Well, this it's is, this is going to be very cool. WhatsApp group focused and it's, everybody's just jumping in, sharing their 80, 20 recipes and, creations Mm. and all that fun stuff because I think community and support is everything so whether it's direct with me or whether it's with a group of other girls that are doing the same thing you still get the same experience so that's a more uh, financially achievable thing it's like up for $50 for four weeks so I'll add a link into the captions because um I love I think that. that's just an accessible way of doing exactly what you've done, but yeah. without, you know, needing to commit to like eight or 12 weeks. So just to wrap up my lovely, mm. can you um, maybe just share with people what your key takeaways were in terms of um, like knowledge and application from the coaching and what like... I guess like your favorite moments, like what did you really love about it? What are you super happy with? And I will just say before you jump in, you actually stayed a very similar weight, but your transformation mm. is incredible. So I yeah. want to tell everybody that weight is not a great indicator of progress. And you'll see that from Tan's transformation because it was incredible, but the weight stayed very similar. So, but your measurements changed as well, as we've spoken Mm, about. Oh, huge. huge. Um, So the takeaways from a physical perspective were there, but it wasn't on kilogram weight. And I think that's a really important thing to point out. But I'll let you tell me the other stuff that in like um, kind of key takeaways of what you got from the program. I mean, the program really educated me on how my body is, uses food for fuel and the best ways to move my body and use that energy to not only look good or the way I want to, but to feel good and to maintain it. And that's, that's the thing. It's that I've, I've just felt, I don't feel guilty for those snack meals or those, those um, meals that I have that, you know, I'm going out on a Saturday night and I have whatever I want because I have balance and I, I use the 80-20 in all parts of my life now. 
the fact yeah. that it's filtered through to my children eating better, my husband exercising and eating better, it really has. Like we used to have, we used to use Marley Spoon and I had no idea just how much carb, like it's very carb laden, um, but also how many extra calories I was just ingesting, even though it was technically healthy food. It just wasn't the right proportions of macros and I was just, you know, eating so much, so many calories at the end of the day, which wasn't supporting my body. Um, the fact that now I feel stronger and more energetic, um, my skin is amazing because obviously all the food that I'm eating is just so good that I don't need to go and get facials so often, which is nice. Um, <laughs> that's a save, that's a money saved in the bank. That's girl math, isn't it? Yeah, but no, I need to put need that money towards new jeans. So <laughs> because that's true. I, I was constantly, yeah, because I was just getting smaller and smaller. But this whole feeling of like, I literally, I think the word from this coaching was like, I felt satisfied with everything. I felt satisfied with my energy, with the time, with the program, with my, my appetite. I wasn't obsessing about food. I wasn't obsessing about anything because I just felt like I had everything nicely balanced and organized in, you know, from, from food to working out and that it all was all harmonious. It was just like humming really nicely together because we set that up together and you, we're, you're all about the attention to detail, right? It's the, the nitty gritty that you can see in the things that I was eating or the things that I was doing. And you're like, let's swap this and let's change this. And that's the power, I think, of the coaching. It's because we're not all the same. We're all unique and we all deserve and need our own program because none of us are the same. And even our mindset is not the same. We don't come from the same place, but we can have similar goals. And that's what I loved about the coaching was that you looked at me and you got to know me, but you also, we, we were, I had to obviously be honest Right, so mm, there is a two-way two street. It's so I had a to be two-way street, but I mm. always say, like, I always try and create a safe space for people to be like, you know what? I had so much chocolate over the weekend. I'll be like, zero judgment. It's fine. Yeah, because we like if if you can't be honest with, you know, how consistent you are with what I'm asking you to do, or you know that you had a bad night and you ate a tub of ice cream, like you can't get my feedback and my take on it, and like you know, even strategies for what to do next time or how do you recover from that? Because that's mm. that's the juice that I actually need to know so that we can improve the diet together and the approach and your lifestyle behaviors and your stress management, right? Because all of that feeds all in. All of that matters, yeah. Yeah, and the sleep and, the, and even mm. just bringing attention to, okay, that happened. What else happened that day? Were the kids driving you mad? Did you have a that's stressful right. day at work? Because yep. that's the stuff that, generally people forget about and I'm the person to go you know what let's just map out what actually happened and take yeah. a step back and how do we then in the future navigate this in a way that feels more aligned with your values because the goal this, is x and this is, is why we don't do this for ourselves because we don't we don't have the time we're so busy we've got so many Correct. other things going on in the real world but you're looking at at all the things and it's a strategy you're able session. To, it's so it's that's it. It's, and this is the thing. It's like if you 
don't want to get honest and and take responsibility for your goals and your dreams as well as the things that you're doing right now then you know if nothing changes nothing changes so we need to keep you know growing and evolving and always remembering that we are worth all the dreams that we you know everything that you want for yourself I just want all the out there to hear you're you're a queen (laughs) that is the perfect place for us to to wrap up my darling I really really appreciate like you um you worked incredibly hard you are honestly mm. an inspiration I love that your partner's now doing strength training like you're genuinely an inspiration <laughs> to people around you and just on that you you are the product of the people you the five people you spend the most time around and that's like one of my most repeated quotes but it genuinely is true so if you're around people that smoke your your chances mm-hmm. of smoking is significantly higher if you're around healthy people the chances are that you're going to be a lot healthier um you know if you live around uh, next to a kfc the chances of you eating kfc are <laughs> much higher so really your environment and the people that you spend a lot of time around is really important and if you can be that stronger person and lead the way and be an inspiration which is exactly what you've done mm-hmm. it you can bring people around you and elevate them and i think that is the one of the most powerful things about how you've changed in this journey yeah, um, and that it's now going to hopefully impact your children's diet as well which just like yeah. brings a, a warm and fuzzy feeling all over That's so right. darling just you. tell me where people can connect with you as a hypnotherapist as well yeah that's super so, helpful. thank you so much uh tanya so it's t-a-n-j-a because i'm different again you yeah. know my name Love. cannot be <laughs> uh so yeah tanya uh full stop uh or tanya Mulkay on Instagram and jump on my email list I'd love to or in my DMs or in my email and I'd love to chat to anyone who's interested in diving deeper into their subconscious because it's honestly the most fascinating place to well I feel like that's a great step if someone's yeah if somebody's um considering the VIP coaching with me on the nutrition if um I'm I have a feeling yeah work out what's stopping you (laughs) well I was gonna say like I have a feeling doing work with you might be like concurrently or beforehand would be a really valuable thing for people to do because you do a bit of an exploratory moment of like what's what's been holding me back so that Mm. when we do the coaching the VIP coaching together um you've got a bit of perspective on that and then maybe a bit of a mindset shift which should be really cool and what I also do is I create hypnosis audios so that you've got that repetition that is always you know because our mind our brain is a pattern making machine and it loves repetition so you're having those suggestions those powerful suggestions to motivate yourself to look after yourself and that you are important and that prioritizing yourself is good um that can make again that subconscious um program you upgrade that you upgrade your life because then you start to make different changes and you start to feel different and oh, it all goes hand in hand so thanks so much Sal. darling thank you so much for coming on darling i will put all of tan's links in the notes below so if you want to find her and you can't write her name down which i definitely was terrible at pronouncing <laughs> i will um i'm so sorry i will and you're okay there you go See, there you go it's like Mulcahy. i'm like Mulcahy. i can't um it's my accent so i'll put it all in the captions for everybody and also yeah definitely dm her if you've got questions i'm sure she'll be more than happy to help thank you so much for coming on darling absolute pleasure and if anyone's got questions for me about the vip coaching or the challenge um, you can reach me at the Fit Foodie blog on Instagram and you can also um, contact me on TikTok. You'll find me. 
<laughs> Thank you so much. And we'll talk again next week because the podcast is officially back on. <laughs>